Hey everyone, welcome to Money Market Truth presented by the Come Up Series. Hope you guys are doing amazing and thank you so much for tuning in. Um, the topic that I have to talk about today is risk management. Uh, I want to talk about what's going on with Thread and Meta and Twitter. And then the last thing we're going to talk about is flows. I think um, everyone loves to talk about flows and go over them. Uh, and we're talking about call volume or unusual call volume that comes in. Uh, for our favorite stocks. So uh, we'll just get started in a minute. Um, as you guys know, Mark's on vacation, so I'll be hosting this solo. Uh, what I would love from everyone is think about all the questions you guys have because we want to keep the episode for 30 minutes. And after um, the 30 minutes or within that 30 minutes, I'll try answering all your questions. Um, so we'll start with um, what's happening with... Um, uh, thread. Um, so in 24 hours, um, Threads gained about 30 million new subscribers. And uh, this morning, uh, the lawyers at Twitter sent a letter to Meta saying that they uh, will sue um, Thread or Meta in this case, because what they're saying is that Meta purposely poached people that were part of the Twitter creation. And they are saying that these people were basically taken away from Twitter and now work for Thread, have uh, done copyright infringement, and they wanted to stop. I don't know uh, from a legal uh, standpoint of view where this goes, but uh, we all know, like Meta, Mark Zuckerberg has enough resources that before he launched this, he did his due diligence. So um, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, Mark has about access to $5 billion worth of uh, subscriber um, access. So basically he could just use that and promote his uh, thread. Um, I don't know, what are you guys' thought about it? I personally am late on this train. I'm not on thread. Uh, I could barely manage um, Twitter now on TikTok and Instagram with everything that's going on with my trading. Um, but I know a lot of people love it and a lot of people find it interactive, but I think um, regardless of what happens, uh, this is going to be uh, a big blowback to Elon because this guy paid $40 billion for this and he took a lot of his time off from Tesla to manage and create everything that's happening here. So um, I think we could see a, a huge impact on the stock, on Tesla itself. We'll see what happens though. Um, but I don't know what your guys' opinion about this is, but it's it's still fresh. It's still new. But the fact that they got 30 million subscribers in 24 hours is a pretty big deal. Um, now, before we get into this, um, let me just make sure that people understand that. Give me one second. People understand that when we talk about risk management, it's called risk management. It's not called risk avoidance. Um, so know that we're not stating that you can avoid risk when you're trading or investing. So what's the definition of risk? So it is in a business, it's the forecasting and evaluation of financial risk together with the identification of procedures to avoid or minimize their impact. So that's basically what you're trying to do is you're trying to minimize the exposure you have. Um, in other words, if you talk about typical definition of risk, you are trying to um, limit your exposure to danger, which in this case, in our case, is losses, right? So when we talk about, look, I'm going to switch the screen uh, for a second here. Talk about um, When we talk about risk overall, 
we're talking about your risk. It's not my risk. It's not a risk as a group. Your trading size, your trading portfolio. In my opinion, the biggest thing that really um, impacts your risk is how exposed you are. In that sense, what I mean by is your position size. And this is one thing I learned when I first started trading. One of the things I learned in risk uh, or I didn't learn in risk was I didn't realize there's stuff that's you could scale in, scale out. I would enter in my entire position without really worrying about what the risk was. And I only had one goal in mind to make money. How much money to make? I had no idea. I just knew that the stock's going to go up and I'm going to make money. And how I took my profit was when um, the stock started dropping, I would either panic sell or what I would do is hold what we called it diamond holding. And I'd hold it. Either the pit play went to a thousand percent or it went to zero. So that's sort of what my strategy was. And one of the things I learned from my mentor was when it came, comes to profit taking, take profits when you want to, when not when you have to. So that comes down to when you want to is when you feel like, okay, it's hit my level. I'm going to take profits. When you have to is when the stock starts failing or a bad news comes in or something happening. You're just panic um, taking profits or panic getting stopped. That's the stuff you want to avoid. So the first thing in risk management is position size. And that's different for different people. If you have, let's say, a $5,000 account and I have a $50,000 account and my entire risk size is 5,000, meaning I'm okay in order to make, let's say, another five, I'm okay losing 5K. I'm just giving you a reference point. Whereas I have a $50,000 account, I don't want to lose more than 10% of it. Even though we have different uh, account sizes, at the end of the day, we're trading with the same amount. So the person trading with 50K account, if they hit $5,000, that's fine. And if the person trading with 5,000 hits 5,000, that's also fine because you, they're, you're comparing apples to apples. Just because someone has 45K more, it doesn't matter. At 5,000, they are about to get stopped up. And that's the thing that I have with these prop funds, right? Uh, Mark did an amazing job um, covering that in his YouTube video. Like with Apex, I pay about $16 and the $16 get me access to $25,000 of the prop fund, meaning I borrow their money to trade, right? $25,000. But the stop on that is $2,500. So really, I'm not getting access to $25,000. I'm getting access to $2,500. So my advice to everyone is... If you have $25,000 and your risk tolerance is $2,500, just trade with that $2,500 because if you're trading $25,000 into options, that's not a lot of money, right? If you get stopped out, it's going to happen very fast. One bad news, even if you have leaps, it can happen very fast. Quick example, I had an AMD trade, October trade, four months out, big time for options. That's four months is big cushion. Stock went from... 110 to 107 106 the premiums dropped by 40 percent right makes no sense it's happening because the iv dropped a whole lot because the whale that came in with the 8 million sweep tried getting out right so that's why a lot of people get in leaves thinking oh it's very safe it depends on the iv it depends on why you got in if you got in with the flow in that person or that veil or a group of people are leaving it's going to impact you so what i'm trying to say is in options just because you have a lot of time doesn't mean that you can be a little bit, um, not a little bit, you can be reckless with your stop, if you know what I'm saying. So 
position size is massive. That's the biggest thing of risk. Second thing is there's stuff that you can control and there's things that you cannot control when it comes to risk management, right? What are the things that you can control? It'll come back to your position size. It'll come back to your entry. It'll come back to your stop loss. Now, stop loss can only be controlled if you're day trading. If it's overnight, so for instance, the news about the thread, let's say something else else escalates and Tesla starts dropping, your stop is worth nothing. Because in the morning, if market goes down 60 points, like what happened this morning, you're going to be down like 60, 70%. So that's the stuff you want to watch out. What can you control? What can you not control? You can control your attitude. You can control your execution plan. Like I gave you my example, I'll always pick on me because I want to make sure people understand that I'm not better than anyone or I don't, uh, I'm, I don't, haven't made any stupid mistakes. I've made a lot of dumb choices when I first started trading options because I didn't know any better. Options is a lot different than tra trading stocks. I've done stocks and I've done options. Options, a whole different world. Even though they're derivatives, it works differently. So when you are getting into options, part of risk management is having an execution plan. So last um, episode, we talked about, you know, having a no-brainer policy where if we hit a certain level of resistance or support, and that's your no bullshit stop, you are going to get out. If you try convincing yourself and tell yourself, oh, it's okay, like it's going to come back up, you will get, you will lose a lot of money. And that same thing comes with profit taking. For instance, uh, let's take an example. Let's take um, AMD's example because I talk about that stock a lot. So I'm going to show you something. So this is my risk uh, tolerance chart for AMD. Uh, let me just pull up the screen. Hold on. So used to uh, doing two screens. Okay, so this is my risk tolerance for AMD. I'm going to zoom in and I'm going to show you guys something. So the green is my profit taking. This is my area of profit taking. My first level is 122.92. My second level is 130.93. My stop uh, ends at around 107.63. So this morning you saw that, you know, AMD, this is daily. So if you saw we had a gap down, it went all the way till 110 uh, and it jumped back. 109.90, it's a key level for me. If we were going to touch it, I told everyone I'm most likely going to get stopped out. And this is an option that I have four months on, but this is my detailed plan on it. This is where I take profits. There's different levels. Um, this is just a basic, because it's a four month out, you see two levels. When I'm playing weeklies, you're going to, three, to see a lot of levels. So this is what I mean by having a plan. So this is my stop loss area. So this is my no bullshit. Like if we get here or below this, I'm out. And this is my profit taking. Everything else is out of my control. If China does anything with chip exports or if USA does something with it, I have no control over it. That's just news, right? Um, anyway, so that's part of how I believe the risk management can be identified. Most people aren't ready when they get into a trade. They get in because um, someone called it out or they think that it's going to go. Like a perfect example will be these meme stocks. People just line up and get in them without realizing the impact and how much you're exposing yourself to losses. Um, the last thing I want to talk about when risk management is identifying what your risk profile is that you can only identify is once you identify what the definition of your risk is. So 
what's risky to me might not be risky to you. So for instance, I love playing, I'm giving an example. I love playing zero days, right? I don't mind putting three, $4,000 in zero days. I'm good with it. I don't mind the volatility. I don't think it's risky because it suits my personality. You, on the other hand, you're coming from leaps or stock options. You shouldn't be putting in too much money or even trading zero days, right? You should be trading weeklies. But how do you identify that? That's because you have to sit down and identify what kind of trader are you. First, are you a swing trader? Are you a day trader? Or are you someone who is a mix of all of them? So until and unless you identify that, you're going to be all over the place. Part of being a consistent trader is part of identifying who you are as a person and who you are as a trader. And that's what categorizes as your risk profile. You cannot copy anyone's risk profile, which what scares me the most. You go to a Discord and someone's going insane on zero days or weeklies and two or three of their trades go to zero. One trade does 500%. Now, overall, net-net, they might be positive. You, on the other hand, only followed them on one of the trades. And even though their uh, success rate was bad, the one trade that did really well made up for all the losses and more. You, however, will end up losing because you follow them on only single trade. So you don't know what their book looks like. You don't even know which one they've gone heavier on. So make sure. And I'm not even talking about Discord. I'm talking about people following funds, people following like Kathy, for instance, like for the longest time in 2020, everyone was like, what's Kathy buying? What's Kathy selling? We don't know what her vision is, how much time frame she's looking at, what's her risk tolerance and other factors that we have no clue on. So make sure you guys sort of have a plan that fits your, uh, that fits your risk profile. So with that, um, I'm going to sum up my risk management. What we're going to do next week, and I have it scheduled, is we will go over supply and demand, and I'll show you exactly how I get in and out of trades using supply and demand. So I'm going to try getting that class about 45-ish minute within that uh, to give you an idea of what I'm doing and how I'm doing and how I'm identifying these buy zones and sell zones, which we call demand and supply. Now, as I go through flow and everything, if you guys have any questions, start putting them in. I got the question for CRM, so I'm going to cover that after I'm done with the flow. Uh, but if you have any more questions, just uh, throw that in, okay? All right, so in terms of flow, I'm going to go over my bots to quickly see what's going on. Um, we are seeing a lot of in-the-money call buying, okay? Um and part of that is because a lot of people are, instead of buying shares, they're buying in the money calls like two or three years uh, out so they can exercise it later. So the one that came today was Microsoft for 2024 uh, and it was in the money for 10 million in total. And then we had something for NVIDIA, same thing. It was 200 um, for next, last, next year, July. And that was for close to... 21 million dollars um so that's those are the only two big sweeps that came in what you're going to realize is and this happens a lot and if you're ever trading in summer the volume is very low you're going to see big moves happening at the start and the end of the day and i'll explain you why what you're going to see is the volume is going to come right at open so buy or sell and then we're going to go stagnant and at the end, the reason why you see a rush is first, 
around London close, you're going to see a big move because there's wall seller. What they're doing is whatever they're in calls or puts, they're getting out of the position, which is causing a Vena and Charm uh, rally, which is what we saw today too. I wouldn't really call it a rally, but um, let me show you what happened and then we'll get into uh, CRM. What we saw here was, give me a second. I'll pull, I'll pull my chart how I usually do so you can see how I have it. So this was my trade today that I took. 365, if you look at it, this was my golden level. Golden levels are the ones that stick. And now some people might get out here, but if you notice every single candle that's stuck to the line, not a single candle outside, not touching the line, right? So I stay in the trade. So at 365, the sellers got exhausted. And this is roughly around 8.15-ish. This is my PSD time. Um, this is where you started seeing them covering and we ran. So I wouldn't really call it a short covering because it took all day. But um, this is where I added calls for QQQ. Um, I did actually added it at the green line here and then um, ended up making not a lot because I was next day. Uh, but it was in a bad trade. I wish I went zero days. Sometimes the risk reward isn't there, so I didn't trade it. Um, but back to what I really want to talk about is a lot of people are stating that the market got down today. They're calling it a waterfall, recession or whatever. Yes, there was data due, but a lot of people are saying because the yield is up, which I covered in the live yesterday, because the yield is up, a lot of people are saying that tech is going down. And the concept is this, if the cost of uh, borrowing goes up and if people feel that they can put their money in bonds and get a higher yield in the uh, stock market, then they're going to start selling tech and start buying bonds. And this is the concept why um, people think that tech is going down because of this. This stuff can take months before it actually happens. It, just because it went up yesterday doesn't mean we gap down today. There's a lot of other things in play. First, if you go look at SPX, okay, look at where we were. And this is what I was talking on live too. I don't, I'm going to clean this chart up. I don't feel this is daily comfortable going crazy long on tech right now when we're touching like, the 4458 level right here like the, we're pretty close to the top so we got a retracement we shook out all the late buyers in my opinion now we most likely get a new uh high of the year uh either tomorrow or on monday this is because market never goes up straight and it always consolidates usually if it's a late bear or late bulls they always get punished so you have to make sure you are Managing and what I mean by that and I'll give you an example and this is a very simple example when you're trading It's never that simple if you added 10 contracts on Tesla, let's say right you're up 20% at the end of the day You can sell eight contracts and make your trade free. What does that mean trade free? It means that you've taken your own capital out you still have two contracts the next day both the contracts go to zero you took the trade on break even that's kind of what I do and how I trade because I do understand that there's risk. Like I had my QQQ calls, I cut them. I had INTC calls, INTC had 800K hit for tomorrow. So I've never seen that before. 800K on a zero day, one day out. So I took that, I sold 50% around 20%. 
right? I sold half at a 20% profit. So I'm still exposed, but I'm not that exposed, right? That's called managing risk. The other one I have for tomorrow is Tesla. Um, but Tesla's down, uh, not a lot, but it's down 0.5. We'll see. I don't really look at futures too much. We'll see how it opens tomorrow. Um, I'm watching your guys' questions. I'm going to cover them. So I've got CRM, I've got Tesla, and we've got uh, Jenna Jam uh, Jamison saying, how much money do you need? Or Tesla, oh, Mark. Hey, man, how you doing? Mark's on from his vacation. That's awesome. Um, okay, let me see what Mark answered. So it depends. There are options from 20 bucks to 100 to 1,000. Personally, like to start with one kid, but it depends on what risk is and what your goals. I agree with Mark. So I've always said start with $500, but as the market gets a little bit more choppier, the more money you have, the easier it will be to a certain extent. I think one to 2K anywhere there is a good amount because you can scale in and out. And then when you do that, I'll give you an example. If you have four or five contract versus one contract, you can do the process of scaling. So let's say I get into something with five contracts. The risk that I take when I get in is at entry. That's where I take the risk. Does that make sense? I'm not taking the risk afterwards or averaging up or averaging. I'm taking upfront. That's my trade. I'm talking about my trading style. Once the trades start working, I'm in control. I can set the stop at break even 10%. So when you have multiple contracts, you control the trade and you risk it upfront. When you only have one contract, what you're going to do is a lot of times take profit at 30, 40%, and then the stock runs and then you get pissed off. And then the next time you hold, you either get stopped out and it just kind of makes life a little bit um, hard when you're trading with small amounts. Um, Okay, so do I trade every day? Almost every day, there's hardly a day where I don't take a trade. If I'm not trading, I'm taking profits on existing trades or I'm watching my trades. Um, you don't have to. And I say this to a lot of my people, you don't have to be here every day. Every single person that I usually trade with, they're working full time or they own a business. So they come in an hour or two or in between meetings and see how their trade's doing, but they're not trading every single day. So um, that's sort of what my um, idea was. So here's another thing I'll show you. And let me see if anyone can guess um, what this pattern is. Can someone tell me, I know it's delayed, YouTube is by four or five seconds. What is this pattern called? Can anyone tell me? I'm gonna start drawing it, see if anyone can draw it. I don't wanna give up more, but what does this pattern look like to you guys? It's a cup and handle. Good job, man. This is cup and handle. And I set this in the morning too. I'm like a lot of times when the market drops like this, you're sweating. Yo, like, should I buy puts? Should I sell my contracts? I'm very calm and relaxed because I stopped doing weeklies a while back. I have my latest contracts are July 21st and I've got some August. I'm watching the market. The damage's already done. Right now, I'm selling up people's stop losses. I don't want to do that. So I watch. And then the recovery happened. I was happening like, cool, that's it. I bought calls on Tesla. I bought calls multiple. I don't want to go over that here. But I bought calls. But you can only do that if you're okay with the risk you've taken. Now, imagine, okay? Imagine you got 2K and you had 1K in all weekly calls. This morning, you'd be down 80%. What would you do? You'd panic, sell everything. And then by three, four hours later, you might have been on break even or a little bit profit. This happens because when you have a size greater than your risk tolerance, emotions 
are in control, not you are. Then it doesn't matter if this is a cup and handle or there's a $4 million flow. Your emotions are like, let's rescue, let's get out of this. And that's usually what happens. So always cover your risk. If you have a big account size, I'm talking six, high six, high seven figure. And this is a professional advice. Do most of these very big traders will not put more than 2% in a single position. And they will not be more than 5% overall of their portfolio size. And that's a fact. So when they have a bad day, week, bad month, they don't lose a ton, right? Because they've protected them. And remember, risk is how much you expose yourself. It's not bad or good, but that's it's a fact, right? How much have you how much risk have you taken? How much reward you're getting? The last part, and I'm gonna keep com- combining them and coming back and forth to it. Risk is also related to your RR ratio, risk to reward ratio, which I covered last time. So if we go back on AMD, so you guys, I'll zoom in if you can see, but I'll zoom in. In terms of just stock, not options, my risk here is $2 on the downside in terms of stock. Upside, I have $29. Now, you're like, Mo, you're crazy. I don't think it goes 20 that high. I think this is the max it's going to go. Cool. Let's take that. That's $2 downside, $13 upside. Can someone tell me what the risk reward ratio is? Um, right. $2 downside and $13 upside. I'll just tell you, I keep forgetting that YouTube has a delay and I'm so used to doing this on Zoom. So it's close to 1 to 5, uh, 5.5, right? That's the trade I want to take. Anything that's greater than 1 to 3, meaning if I lose, I lose a dollar. If I win, I win $3. That's the trade I want to take. Because if I took five trades or three trades, one, one winner should be able to make up, right? And again, another thing I want to tell you, I'm not waiting for it to go exactly at 122.92 for my for me to sell. If at let's say 120, I see that this thing is struggling and I'm up like 200%, I'm selling half. That's it's that simple, right? So you need to see when you start feeling edgy or you're like I'm starting to get nervous here. That's when you start taking profits. Now I'm gonna go over all questions and if you have more, we'll go over it. So do you trade every day? Yes. Um, answered that i see rivian has been moving the past few days second so let's talk about rivian i actually had the numbers on that i completely forgot so thank you for reminding me rivian had a flow today i believe was over a million dollars it was for 9 15 so that's september 15 for 40 calls we'll cover that and they were about 33 cents when they came so uh we'll cover that today no problem so we got crm rivian and tesla if anyone has any we'll go over that um, what's your social media? So OTB Clubhouse is on Instagram and OTB Sharkmo is on Twitter. So it's under, it shows up my under my name, OTB Clubhouse on Insta. Uh, how long do you stay on the market? So my goal now is change. My goal is once a day scalp, make some money to pay off my swings or just kind of like come in, make some active income and then let the monthly or three, four month outplay work. That's sort of what I do. Like today, I'll tell you how the day went. Woke up, saw the market was dropping, waited to get to the 366 level, got into the calls. Calls were green, then started adding other trades. Um, And in totality, I maybe actively traded for an hour and a half in total. Okay, cup and handle. Let's see. 
Uh, do you have a channel on YouTube? So this is the channel that I'm on. I have my own channel, but I usually don't post because it does get a lot with all the different platforms I have. So make sure, Jenna, you're following us on this. It's called the Come Up Series. Um, let's keep going. OT, let me just type in. Just take my Instagram. You'll find me on Twitter from there. Okay, so let's go over Rivian. Uh, then we'll go work our way through CRM and... So this is Rivian, okay? So this is, let's just talk about this chart for a second, okay? So this stock went from 1337, okay, to 2178. So it's roughly about 70% up in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven days, okay? Now, what I want you to understand, I understand the chart looks amazing. The flow is there. Would you consider this as a high risk play or a low risk play? I would consider this as a high risk play because these guys are in there. The stock is up 70% and you could get this on a red day like people here. What was that was yesterday or you could come tomorrow because there's flow. I would personally scalp this or put a very little amount because if this fires back, it's going to uh, be pretty bad. So. Let me see where this is the 200 moving average that it crossed. Let's go look at where the 50 ME is on this. So right when it broke 50, it exploded. So I would not go crazy on uh, Rivian right now. I know everyone's talking about it. And there's a $40 uh, strike price that got hit on this for November. The next layer in resistance is 2826. 2208 is the next resistance. If that breaks 2826, that's what I have. In terms of where I would suppose my entry here, it would be if I was to take this trade, this is how I would do it. I would wait for a pullback to 2093, which God knows if it happened or not. Not, not in my control, it wouldn't. But I'm giving you my execution plan. If I had to get into this trade, 2093 entry, First profit taking here to make sure if it fails out. Uh, if it doesn't, consolidates. The next one would be 24, 25 is the psychological number. But that's how the tra trade looks. The trade on its own is up a lot. Not saying it can't go up, but you know what? You know how these things go. We've seen GME, AMC. This is a meme squeeze. That's all it is. And not not saying Raven's a bad company, but I'm saying if in the last 10 days the thing's exploding like this and people start taking profit, like imagine you're up 70%, you start taking profit. And you know when people will start taking profit? Not when it's at 22. People will start taking profit if we drop and this goes under 20, people might panic sell or roughly at a round number, let's say 22, 23, one bad news comes in. So you, I'm not saying don't trade. I'm saying the exposure to danger is much higher here because you're trading a meme breakout trade. That's what you have to understand. And you need to know, am I the kind of trader that can be exposed to this kind of risk? If so, how much my amount would be? Think like a professional. Think like a business owner. Don't think like, um, I don't want to say a gambler, but that's what most people think like that, right? So just... Like education is important, but emotions will take over education when you're overexposed to risk. So that's sort of how I trade. So the next one we have is Tesla. I'm keeping an account for time. If you guys have any tickers, make sure you guys throw them here because I'm not going to ask at the end because we're over a 30 minute uh, cap here. 
Uh, okay, so Tesla. I like this trade. I'll tell you, I played zero day on this. Um, I'm in the 280. I call it a lotto. Didn't go heavy on it. I like the trade. And if I was to do an execution plan on this thing, I'll tell you how I would do it. Let me just draw it. 270, 295. Oh, sorry. 275 entry, which was my entry. Uh, my entry was actually much lower. I literally bottom ticked this, but because of theta and tomorrow being the last day. So this would be my entry, which it was a little bit lower. And I'm looking for this to cross. Let's go on one hour. It'd be easier to see. I'll show you. I'll mark. This is for zero day only that I'm showing you guys. 277.92 is our first resistance. 280 is our next. And then if we cross 280, we're going to see a high at 284.05. This is for tomorrow. This will only make sense if we open around here, but the entry would be around 275 area. Um, Tesla hasn't seen much flow lately, and it's because of summer volumes kind of dying down. Um, if you look at the chart on its own, looks beautiful chart. A lot of people are calling this, uh, you know, we've hit the top, all that stuff. Does this look like we've hit the top here? Just look at it. It's this is called a retracement, right? So I chill out. I'll show you something cool here. Hold up. I'm gonna show you fib retracement and how that works. From the bottom, which was 101.81 around there, we've crossed 50th percentile, meaning all the losses that we had, we've recovered almost 50th. This 258 level was the most key level. The next key level is the 295.83. I suppose this 295 level happens this month. If we break this 295 level, right? If we break this, two, we see 341 within this year. So I don't think the pullback's here yet, and I'm not the first one that's going to call it. I'm going to watch it. We held uh the what 30 4385 so clean today crypto was on that's another thing we should talk about someday if you want to know if the market's risk on or risk off look at crypto look at iwm iwm have 80 percent of the companies are small caps most of them are not profitable that just means money's pouring in people are risk on iwm in my opinion saying that to you right now it's at about 184 should see 200 before we see the reversal that's my uh, there's more room for small caps in my opinion they're just getting started that's why i'm a big fan of beyond hood even rivian but rivian is bl blasted too much for me to get in now so tesla if we can get above 280 ish this thing sees 285 tomorrow and hopefully 295 300 by next week is kind of what i'm looking at um the next you guys had was crm so what you guys see here is called accumulation. Some people it call it a barcode pattern. What you're looking here is for a big move to come, okay? Now this it's on itself doesn't tell you anything. So what I'm trying to do here is first of all, tell me what this looks like in terms of the chart pattern. Let's see if people can guess. I'll wait for you guys to guess. I'll move on. 
for daily, what we're looking, we're looking for a pattern. By any means, this does not look weak, right? It looks very strong. What we're seeing here is it's, it's ranging here and it's going to break one side. By the way, the biggest misconception these days is a bull flag means it's going to go up and a bear flag means it's going to go down. It doesn't. Bear and bull, all it's telling you, it's a flag and it's telling you that it's consolidating. Depending on which direction it breaks is where direction you're going to get. And a lot of time you get fake breakouts too. So just because it's a bull flag doesn't mean it's going to go up. Okay, so this is CRM. Now we're going to look at it hourly. Okay, so what we're seeing here is whoever asked for CRM, what you're seeing here is what should be my entry and what should be my stop. And since this is the trend line, you want to kind of make sure that this is your entry. So now we're going to start drawing demand zone. So the first one is, and we're looking at the hourly time frame. We're looking at 206. Now, I don't think 206 is happening anytime soon because we kept getting bought, bought up around this 210 area. Your other demand area is this right here. It is 206 all the way 209. So tomorrow, call when I call demand, think buy zone. So tomorrow, if we get uh, to this level here, I would look at grabbing some calls. And so that's what I would use as my demand level. Now, in terms of levels, this is what you have. Let's go back on daily. Let's quickly make sure where the 50 on this is. These moving averages are very key. Guess what? No coincidence. The 50 is right under the demand. So in this range here, all the way, I'd be a buyer and I'd probably add two months to it. If you think this is going to go, which let's see what the high for this was. It was 311. So this has a lot of room in terms of, let's go back to hourly, in terms of level, your first level of resistance is this one here. Remember, Anytime a stock approach close to a gap fill, everyone thinks that's the best time to enter. That, in my opinion, is the worst time to enter. It acts as a very big resistance. So 212.53 will be a big level of resistance. If that breaks, 214, 215 will be the next level. That breaks, 216.99. This is called your risk management profile. So let's talk about this real quick, and then we'll jump on to AI, and that would be my last one. Let's look at this. If this is my entry, um, let's say somewhere here, my stop loss, I think the 50 moving average was at 207. That would be my no bullshit stop. Like that's where I'm out. And this would be my profit taking. That's how I look at it. Now let's go to AI. AI is like a Rivian trade. Um, it has 45 for zero day for tomorrow. I saw about half a million come through. Um, daily, let's look at the stock again. Let's clear it. Let's hide everything. In one, two, three, four, five, six, seven days, this stock went from $32 to now 40. And they're hitting 45 for this week, which is tomorrow, and 50 for next. So again, if I was to add this, I'm being honest with you guys, this is where 36 would be my buy area, which it went today, and I did not pay attention. AI did close to 1,000% on zero days. I know this because I told one of my admins to keep an eye, and then I got lost in other trades that I didn't pay attention. So 4044 is your next resistance. Now you're like a scalper. You don't really care about what the RR is, or you just want to be in and out. If that's your case, I would wait for 40.45 to break. If that breaks, your next level is 
if that level breaks the next level is 4497 45 level that's the trade for you guys with that i'm out next week we'll talk about supply and demand and uh feel free to send me any question you guys have we had someone sent me a question which i'll quickly answer the question was and it was sent on instagram what do i think sbx or spy will close at the end of the year I don't have an end of year prediction. I do feel um, that numbers that I'm looking, the model I'm using, I'm looking for next summer. So exactly a year from here, I believe we are going to touch anywhere from 3,500 to 3,200 on SPX. I'll say this too again. A lot of people are looking at TNX and say, oh, TNX went to 4%, tech's going to crash. It could take days, mostly months, six months, all the way till 12 months for the market to react to this. The market is running on its own pace. It does not follow the economy. Eventually it does catch up. That's all you need to know with that. I'm out, have a great evening and I'll see you guys next week.